This program is supported by Amgen. Amgen strives to serve patients by transforming the promise of science and biotechnology into therapies for patients with serious illnesses. Learn more at Amgen.com. From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. On today's podcast, we talked to Dr. Fred Singer from American Bone Health to discuss the link between breast cancer and bone health. You will learn about how to assess your risk of bone fractures, how to improve your overall bone health, and the different screenings available to individuals. Obtaining a baseline bone scan coupled with knowing your bone health risks can offer you a plan for maintaining strong, healthy bones, which is important to your overall health. Dr. Singer, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about this. This is a, a, a kind of unusual topic for us, um, and, but I think it's important. And so talk to us, tell us what's the link between bone health and breast cancer and for metastatic patients, what can they do to improve their overall bone health? Well, I think breast cancer patients, in my extensive experience, are uh, at considerable risk for developing bone loss and perhaps osteoporosis and fractures. Uh, the good news is it's completely preventable in the vast majority of people, but one has to be aware of the subject uh, and to deal with it. Uh, so the, the risk in breast cancer patients is several. One, uh, most women with breast cancer are postmenopausal. So once they have a diagnosis, they're not going to be on estrogen, which does protect the bones very nicely. Number two, depending on the type of tumor, the oncologist may give chemotherapy, which uh, more or less kills tumors, but it also damages bone. And number three, commonly in many patients, uh, anti-estrogens drugs are used. So even when someone is postmenopausal, they're still producing a little estrogen, the anti-estrogen drugs knock it down. So bone loss is somewhat greater. So uh, therefore, if one has breast cancer and undergoes those kind of therapies, uh, or even if they don't undergo those therapies, they're, they're estrogen deficient. So bone loss is common, if not in almost every patient. And uh, that can lead over years, at least, uh, to uh, osteoporosis and fractures. Now, metastases from breast cancer, that's a little different story. That's a bit more threatening. It suggests the tumor, the tumor has not been uh, completely resolved. Uh, and uh, re there are other drugs that are given to try and uh, kill the tumor cells. But one can help protect the bone with uh, drugs uh, which uh, help prevent bone loss. But still, the main problem is you have a cancer that's escaped from the breast uh, and maybe in other parts of the body. So the main treatment is um, therapy to uh, try and uh, 
wipe out the cancer. Hmm. So uh, that that's this patient with breast cancer. More commonly, uh, the concern is bone loss, but a, a smaller percentage have metastases to bone, which is uh, a more difficult problem to deal with. And so for those metastatic patients, is there anything they can do to improve their overall bone health? Well, they can do the same thing that any uh, patient will do without the metastasis. That's nutrition, adequate calcium and vitamin D, and you know medications which protect against bone loss. So uh, there's not a big difference in trying to keep bone health, whether it's someone with metastases or not. Uh, so the problem is, how do you deal with a metastasis, which is a different uh, story? Mm. Okay, okay. So, uh, so you're you're with American Bone Health. ABH has an online fracture risk calculator for individuals to use to understand their risk of fracture. So, tell me, what does this tool assess? Who is it for? And if someone is found to be at a high risk of fracture, what should they do next? Well, the American Bone Health has developed uh, scientifically a fracture risk calculator, which gives a number, which is what is your 10-year risk of having a significant fracture. Uh, so the age at which you might have that done is 45 or more. It could actually be younger if you have uh, other factors in your history, which we can mention. So the so the risk calculator takes into assessment the family history. Does does a mother or father have osteoporosis? The body weight is somebody extremely skinny from not eating very much. Has the person had a fracture previously? Does the first person have other disorder, you know, uh, you know, like rheumatoid arthritis and taking prednisone or you know steroids, and uh, so that uh, other disorders plus certain medications like steroids in particular can cause bone loss and therefore uh, make the ten-year risk of fractures higher. Uh, this calculator can be done without a bone density test, but it probably improves the reliability of the estimate if someone has a bone density test. And by the way, bone scan is probably not the right term for bone density because a bone scan is generally a nuclear test, which is different. Okay. Great. Uh, well, and, and I think I might be, I think that might be one of my, one of my next questions too. So that's, so that's, that's a good segue uh, in just a moment, but, but let's talk about kind of health screenings for bone health. Uh, so at what age should a person consider getting a bone density test, which I think it's called a, a DEXA scan and how does family health history affect those recommendations? Well, the, uh, you know, general recommendations, are that women and men 65 years uh, or older should have a bone density test if they haven't had one. I honestly believe that's a little uh, limiting. Uh, if someone has a family history, for instance, of uh, 
osteoporosis uh, or other factors, significant factors, uh, a younger age than 65 is appropriate. Uh, in fact, when a woman goes into menopause roughly around 50 years of age, if there's other factors in their life or in their history, I think that's a good time to have a bone density test. But in general, it said age 65. To me, that's a bit late, particularly if you're a woman not taking estrogen, you're losing bone for 15 years and you don't know where you started. Uh, so, uh, and, and uh, the family history is very important. It's been estimated that about 60% of your bone density is based on your genes. So that's quite a bit. Uh, of course, there's other factors. Hmm. Okay. Uh, wow. That's that's really good to know. Um, so so I mentioned this, and, and it sounds like I pronounced it right. But what what is a DEXA scan? Uh, where can people get one, and and what's that experience like for a person? Yeah. Uh, well, a DEXA scan uh, that's a, an abbreviation for dual absorption uh, of, of dual absorption absorptiometry. So, but DEXA or DXA is is for short. So it's a Simple test takes 10 minutes or so, uh, very little radiation. You lie on a table and a machine passes over from your uh, back to your hips. The wrist can also be done. So that years, some years ago was developed as one of the best, if not the best screening tool for seeing how much bone density someone has. And bone density is critical in, in uh, the prevention of fractures. So those are done. Some doctor's offices have these machines, uh, but in general, they're in radiology departments, whether it's in a hospital or in a, uh, outside of a hospital in a radiology uh, uh, you know, setup. Uh, so it's safe, it's effective, uh, and uh, it should be done in appropriate people. And as people age, um, a higher percentage of people should have this test if they've never had it. And, and you mentioned a minute ago, there's a difference between a DEXA scan and a bone scan. Would you mind just walking yeah. me through what that is? DEXA measures bone. But bone scan specifically refers to a nuclear test, which is done to look for metastases, such as from breast cancer, or for some other uh, rare bone diseases. So uh, the term bone scan is misleading. It should be DEXA for short. Uh. Okay, gotcha. And, and so, so let's talk for a second. Let's shift gears and talk about insurance coverage for these scans. Is there a difference in how some of these scans are covered? And is there an age when that coverage begins to kick in for some of these tests? Well, the insurance industry, it's impossible to say uh, there's one way things are done. We're talking about private insurance. Uh, I have not had a lot of trouble getting bone density tests paid for for by insurance if there's appropriate reasons uh, to have them done. And that could be anywhere from uh, 
childhood almost or uh, adolescence to uh, very elderly people. It, it depends on the history. Uh, but uh, Medicare pays for one test every two years uh, for uh, people uh, over 65, I believe that's the uh, uh, age. But if someone has a history which could produce osteoporosis, the test uh, from private insurance should be paid for much earlier than 65. Uh, but uh, you know, it's insurance is a strange business. <laughs> so uh, so I, I rarely have ever had a patient not been approved for a test given the right information. Okay. Okay. That, yeah. That, and that makes sense. Um, so, so I guess my last question then, what information does a DEXA scan provide that's useful for someone without a history of cancer? Um, and how does that information differ for someone who has undergone treatment for early or late stage breast cancer? Honestly, there's not a big difference. If someone has a significantly low bone density, whether they've had the cancer or not, the, the goal is first to at least prevent further loss of bone or to make the bone uh, improve. Uh, now, the, the tricky part is in breast cancer, uh, we have a few drugs that stimulate bone, but they might be uh, dangerous if someone had a little bone metastasis. So in breast cancer patients, generally we give medications which protect against bone loss and they can strengthen the bone, but they don't actually build new bone, but, it, but they do reduce the fracture risk you know, on the order of uh, 50% compared to wow. those untreated. Uh, so whether you have breast cancer or not, the bone density tells you do something or don't worry. Uh, but in the elderly woman with uh, breast cancer, often something needs to be done. Uh, and the younger person, if they have a normal bone density, wonderful. Uh, you don't have to do anything except maintain good nutrition, calcium, vitamin D, exercise, et cetera. Mm. Ah, that's all, all that's so important um, for, for every aspect of our health. So, uh, so Dr. Singer, this has been great. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? No, I think one of the problems we have in our country is after a hip fracture, usually in someone quite elderly, roughly 10 to 20% of people actually get treated. And that means they didn't even have a bone density test. So uh, it's hard to understand considering how widely available bone density tests are uh, how safe it is to have a test, uh, and the benefits of knowing, you know, what your bone density is, is very great. And the ignorance of not knowing is very dangerous. 
because if someone has one fracture, uh, particularly a hip fracture, the odds of another fracture are considerably increased even in the next year. So uh, I think the main thing is if your doctor is uh, not terribly interested in bone density tests, you have to bring up the subject. Uh, <clears throat> I've never had a bone density test. Uh, can I get one? Hmm. That's important. I mean, being your own advocate is something we've talked about many times on this show. And, and in this case, I mean, to your point as well, it's important to, to advocate for yourself to get the right test to know uh, where you are and to know what you need to do to continue to improve and, and maintain your health. So, uh, Dr. Singer, this was uh, really informative. Uh, I really appreciate you joining us on the show today. Thank you. Thanks to Amgen for supporting this podcast. To learn more about Amgen's mission to serve patients with a cutting edge, science-based approach, follow Amgen Biotech on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com.